Hey guys, welcome back to the Inside Insights Podcast. For this episode, I sat down with Austin Poncho, who is a professional soccer player that plays for a team called Union Omaha. On top of his soccer career, he is also the co-founder of an apparel company called Win Your Moment. We basically talked about how he's able to stay motivated and disciplined within his soccer career, as well as how he is able to uh, co-found and basically grow this clothing brand while playing soccer full-time. On top of both of those achievements, Austin's a a super down-to-earth guy, and and this was just an all-around fun conversation. I hope you guys enjoy the show. His name is Austin Poncho, so Austin, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kevin. Excited to be here and uh, get get uh, talking about some topics with you. Yeah, definitely. So um, to start us off, can you kind of, uh, I guess, tell us where in St. Louis you're from and then maybe give us a little overview of your soccer career and, and how that started? Yeah, of course. So Chesterfield, kind of Wildwood area um, is where I grew up. Um, I think I moved there um, kindergarten, actually, from California. So uh, not born and raised, but I've been lived in St. Louis my whole life. Grew up there. Went to Lafayette High School. I know that's a big St. Louis question. A lot of people want to know. Um, but that was uh, I played one soccer season there, and then in terms of just the progression of my soccer career, uh, the big youth club, St. Louis Scott Gallagher, um, always was was there growing up. And and uh, before that, my dad coached me a little bit because he had some experience playing soccer too. But but St. Louis Scott Gallagher, um, all, all growing up there and then through the academy system there and then ended up uh, getting lucky enough to go play for Indiana University. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent four years playing soccer there, which was an awesome experience all around. Um, soccer aside, too, just enjoyed, enjoyed it and learned a lot from, from uh, everything there. And then I went out of college to North Carolina FC for last year. That was my rookie season um, in the pros and uh, enjoyed that a lot. Um, and, and Raleigh was a great city to be in and, and had a good team and I learned from a lot of older guys there. And now I'm here in Omaha, Nebraska. So never thought I'd be in Nebraska. I didn't, didn't really uh, know what to expect, but it's been, it's been a great uh, experience so far. Um, yeah. Nonetheless, with coronavirus and not being able to play soccer just yet. Um, but I've enjoyed the city a lot and a lot of cool people here. So, so you're actually living in Nebraska right now? Yes, I'm in Omaha. Um, I've been here since uh, preseason. I got here what was it? Uh, late January, I got here. Um, I've been here since. So we weren't really allowed to leave ever. We kind of had to stay within the market of our team, um, even though we weren't playing soccer. Um, and then we finally got back to contact training about three weeks ago. And then we'll be starting the season uh, this coming weekend, actually. We'll head to New England and play New England Revolution second team. Cool. Yeah, I'm glad to see sports are finally, uh, finally coming back, or at least it sounds like it. Yeah, right. You never know. I mean, everything's subject to change, but I mean, I think you're seeing a lot of progress that's been made, and, and obviously MLS is playing, and, and that's exciting. Premier League's been going on for a while, and all these leagues and, and stars are playing again, so it's been fun to watch. It seems like there's always a game on you can catch, which is awesome. Right, right. Um, okay, so, so going back to like the very beginning of your soccer career, um, mm-hmm. I guess at what age did you kind of realize um, that you were, I guess, good enough to play professionally, or, or you kind of came to the realization that you wanted to really commit to soccer? Yeah, so I think going off the second part of that question, um, eighth grade was when I completely committed. Soccer was the only sport, um, and I knew it was, it was my best sport, and, and I think the one I loved the most. Uh, but basketball was up there for me. I loved it. Oh, yeah. Uh, being 5'7", being you're not going to go very far, and, and I couldn't shoot to save my life also. So I just loved the game, though. It was fun to play, um, but I, I quit that. Um, that was my 
second most favorite sport, but I, I ended up stopping that in eighth grade. And from there, it was kind of playing with the academy um, and taking it really seriously there. And, and once I was excelling in that and uh, bigger universities were, were coming to me and, and recruiting me, that was kind of, I mean, somewhat of, it was always a dream, though, to play professional. So when I'm, when I'm a kid, right, everyone wants to be a pro soccer player that loves the game. Um, and I think it became more real and real when I started kind of looking at these big schools and, and seeing all these pro soccer players coming out of them and that weighing in on your decision process. I can even remember on a recruiting trip at IU, uh, one of the guys that was there was like, all right, what you want to play pro soccer? I'm like, yeah, like, all right, well, where do you want to go? You want to go here or you want to go there? Like, because you're going to be able to play pro. You have a way better shot if you go here or whatever. I just remember that ringing in my head as well. Um, and that guy's actually playing pro soccer in Finland of all places right now, which is crazy. Yeah. But, but, yeah, so that was kind of when it started to really take hold. And, uh, and yeah, so I think that was kind of where I, where I began with that realization. So were you playing more or less year-round growing up, I guess? Yeah, there was always soccer going on, um, whether it's in the backyard and, and whatever offseason there was. But I know, I mean, St. Louis can obviously gets uh, pretty tough to play sometimes in, in the winters. But there was always some kind of indoor training with Gallagher or some kind of indoor league um, or even whatever, if it was kicking the ball against the wall in the basement or, or playing against my little brother, older brother in the backyard. So there was always something going on. Did you ever feel like um, like you missed out on normal, I guess, kid activities growing up because you were so committed to, to playing? Um, yeah, there was definitely a, a bit of that. Um, I think middle school was, was maybe a big one. Um, there, I can remember actually, a, a, I think they might still do it. I had a group of buddies every single year where they would go on a ski trip. And I never went once because partially because I'd always have some kind of soccer tournament during that holiday season or whatever it was. And then also my dad wasn't too thrilled with the idea of me going and maybe getting hurt skiing or snowboarding, whatever it may be. Um, and then also just the traveling. That was the biggest thing. Um, and that's how it still is to this day. I mean, you're going on away games, right? And we're playing Academy. We're playing Chicago every other weekend. or We're playing a team in Indiana or we're playing – so we had to travel a lot. Being on a travel team, you're, you're missing those weekends, right? You come back to school and uh, everyone's talking on Monday about, oh, how fun this party was or, or what did you do this weekend, blah, blah, blah. And so there's always a little bit of that going on. But, but I mean, you have a good time with the guys on the trips, whatever, maybe a bus ride, whatever memories you make. And, and you're also doing what you love, playing soccer. So Right, right. Um, okay, so going from like high school to college, what do you think the biggest adjustment for was uh, with you? I think um, – I mean, in college, there's, there's men, right? I mean, every time you're, you're going up the level, you're going to be playing against older guys. And, and there's also that element of just a higher level of game, gameplay as well in terms of consistency and the, the level of speed of play and, and skill involved. Um, and it's just every time you progress, you're playing against a bigger, a bigger uh, I guess, you're, you're, a, you're in a bigger pond, right? Big fish, small pond when you're in high school. Um, but then you go to college, it's, there's that many more good players. like. Yeah. Everyone at these top colleges was the best players in their respective high school or state or whatever it may be. So you're just going against better and bigger guys again. Was uh, was that something that was intimidating for you or are you kind of are you so competitive to where that kind of drives you? Yeah, I think I think it's definitely the second one. And I think also maybe a little bit naive where you think you're going to walk in and be that guy. You go in confident, right? Um Mm -hmm. And you think everyone that went to Indiana or these, these, these big schools or whatever school you go to, they're the best guy from their place, right? So you come in with that almost complacency, but confidence is a great thing to have. Um, 
but you a little bit underestimate how good and how tough it can be. Um, but I definitely thought I would go in and, and you're like, Oh, I can do this. I can do that. And I had a good wake up call my freshman year. I almost uh, redshirted. Uh-huh. Um, I was in a red shirt and broke out and then started the last 10 games of the season. So really went from rock bottom to uh, contributing and helping my team in the postseason, which was a huge turnaround, but it was uh, you had to be a lot more consistent. And that was something I learned and, and got better at along the way. So how, how do you stay consistent or motivated with um, soccer or even just, I mean, any like business, like with your clothing brand as well? Yeah, I think, I think focus and, and, and the preparation with the, with the details, um, whether it's getting the good night's sleep, preparing for training with uh, kind of warming up better, or doing these kind of rehabs post-training and just, just making sure you're able to be at your best every time. If you're, if you're doing the wrong things off the field, you're not going to be able to excel and, and be at your best. So you have to make sure you have the ability to be at your best every time because things happen. Sometimes you're going to have a bad day. Um, but if you put yourself in a position to excel every day, then, then at some point you will. Do you have any like specific habits or like routines that you do on a daily basis to kind of keep yourself in check? Um, I mean, I guess when it's time to go to bed, go to bed. That's, that's yeah. one for me. But other than that, no, no specific routines. I think, especially in the pro level, the team does a great job of kind of giving you access and, and incorporating it into your trainings. I mean, we get there an hour early every day before we even start. Um, and use that time to kind of get your head right and, and body right if you're in the training room getting treatment and all this stuff so you kind of have that built-in carved in time but, mm-hmm. but I think getting there not not showing up late is a huge thing and just just being able to get there and get what you need done beforehand um, but I don't have too many specific routines or anything and eating healthy I guess is cooking a lot but that's a whole different kind of element of that too yeah yeah I mean literally just showing up is half the battle yeah exactly in life I think yep yeah. Uh, what about like before games? Do you have any like pregame rituals or like ways to hype yourself up or is it just kind of built up over the years and you just do it internally? Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I kind of played in enough games where it's just a focus thing and I, I don't really have a certain, I'm not, I don't know. I mean, maybe putting on the left shin guard before right. I've seen that. I've seen guys <laughs> eat the exact same dinner before every game. I'm, I'm, uh, I don't think I have anything that specific, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't really have an answer for you there. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably a good thing to yeah. not get too uh, superstitious with it. Yeah, but yeah, there's some guys that they're all about it. I mean, it's, it's, it's good, though, in the sense that it can, it's that routine, right? It's that, it's that getting ready mentally. So whatever it takes for people to be focused, that, that's good that it can uh, do that. So That's something I've realized even just in my day-to-day, like life waking up going to work is routine is huge. Having a routine or just being, you know, on a consistent schedule makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, so I always ask, like, any professional athlete that comes on the show, um, if you weren't playing soccer, what do you think you'd be doing? That is a good question. Um, I, so I think being around the game is something that I would definitely still want to do. I mean, I'm trying to answer this myself because, uh, I mean, you get a huge portion of the day still. So you play soccer, you show up for work, right? You still have – let's say you train at 10, you get there at nine, train at 10, you're getting, you're getting home at one o'clock, 1230. So you still have a large portion of the day, right? So kind of trying to plan ahead. I mean, that's, that's a huge reason why I'm able to kind of do the clothing brand on the side. Um, But I went to school for, I was a business major. And and I think there's so many ways to be involved in the game, whether it's kind of sponsorships or being an agent or being an apparel brand or, all these different uh, businesses that there's so much money in the game of soccer and sports itself. So I think 
in some way, one form or another, I'd want to be involved um, in a business that has to do with kind of setting up uh, a lot of the stuff involved in, in the game of soccer. So maybe, maybe an Adidas, maybe being an agent, maybe kind of, I don't know, even, even like company, there's one in Houston called professional sports partners that uh, I was lucky enough. My coach got me to talk to one of their, uh, their workers there and they do all kinds of stuff between naming rights, um, Jersey sponsors, kind of just apparel for teams. So, so there's all kinds of business to business platforms and, and stuff like that, I think. Yeah. Um, so kind of like shifting over to like the apparel topic, mm-hmm. can you kind of touch on your brand? It's called win your moment, correct? Yes, sir. I got, I got the shirt on right here. One, one of these tees. Oh, but yeah. Can you uh, just kind of talk about, I guess, how you came up with that name and then how the entire thing started? Yeah, of course. So my younger brother, um, he's kind of the main brains behind it, sort of kind of, kind of getting the idea to come to life a little bit. Um, it all started soccer, of course, um, having shin guards, not kind of falling around when you're training in sweatpants. And he was kind of working to design sweatpants that would kind of cater to that, the more soccer need for that. And then one thing led to another, he liked designing clothes and came up with the name itself. And I think for me, it was an easy thing to jump into because I was in college still looking to get involved in something and use kind of my business major uh, in one way. And I think from there, I created the website and went into there. But the brand itself is something I can get behind. And it's something you embody in your everyday life, right? Like, you're gonna have moments on the field, you're gonna have moments in life, whatever profession you're in. um, And winning them is essentially, you win enough moments, you're going to get to where you want to be. So that's kind of a lifestyle that I want to get behind and, and I'm passionate about. And I think making it a clothing brand, uh, my brother can design things, which he loves to do. And then I can do the business side of it, whether it's distribution and sales and all that, um, and website managing, whatever it may be. So I think it was an easy thing to jump on board to in that. And then we also have a tons of connections in the soccer world that early days where they were able to uh, kind of help promote it a bit, whether it's my, my uh, brother's actually buddies with Christian Pulisic. So that helped a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's um, all about who you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So, so we had some, uh, a little bit of a head start in terms of getting eyes on our product um, in the beginning, yeah. which was nice. Um, so when you guys first started this, was it more or less just like a passion project and it kind of just snowballed into what it is today? Yeah. So, so my brother, I would say yes, yes for him. And then for me, when I got on board, I was like, we can definitely make this happen. And I kind of just jumped in to help kind of make it a business and start to monetize it a bit more and uh, do that. But he was definitely just following passions of, hey, I have this brand I really like, this idea, and I love designing things. And I was like, okay, like I'm doing all this business stuff in school, whatever, and I, I could get involved in something besides just soccer. Because right, I didn't have an internship yet at this point in college, and I was kind of banking on playing pro soccer. But yeah. also wanted to do something else with my time. So it's a little bit of both. Um, so, um, so as far as like splitting up duties, has it kind of more or less been from the get go, you doing like the, the business side of it and your brother just doing like the design, like you said? Uh, essentially. So he has a better relationship with our manufacturer. We have a, a factory in Sarton, Pennsylvania. That's total equestrian elite sportswear. And, and he's been to that factory and met them. Um, and he went and did that. So he, he works with them a little bit more um, and get, making the products, getting them to me. And then it's kind of split duties to some extent in terms of like, oh, who's going to kind of get pictures? Because he has a studio in college he's used, utilized a few times. So yeah. kind of duties a little, a little bit go both ways. But he's doing more the designing, manufacturing end. And then I'm kind of distribution, marketing, uh, website, that, that sort of thing. So 
it's yeah. it's a little bit split up in that sense but i mean at the end of the day he's also my brother too so i'm like hey do this or do that and, and vice versa yeah. so it's it's pretty uh fluid yeah do you guys ever like butt heads at all as far as the business is concerned um i wouldn't say that no i think i think maybe a couple jokes maybe poking each other here and there on, on designs or whatever but i i would say 99 percent of the time it's all it's all friendly it's kind of always been like that um except for when you're younger playing fifa games whatever it may be <laughs> <laughs> for sure um okay so where do you see the brand going like say five years from now do you kind of have something figured out yeah so i think the clothing so this is kind of new um but i think the clothing brand itself i think we want to maybe even transition from that and keep the brand and maybe possibly be kind of a business to business agency um mm -hmm. in terms of maybe helping athletes get certain types of deals or so basically being an intermediary between athletes and maybe their sponsoring brands. And so somewhat agents role, somewhat personal designers. Um, I don't want to get too in depth into it, but I think we're having a vision for maybe just transferring it to be more than just a clothing company and really utilizing the brand into um, kind of a different space that we think we could fill a little void in. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so I see on your clothing, you guys do like, is it Braille? Yeah, Morse code. Yeah, so Morse code. Yeah, can you kind of touch on that and what that means? Yeah, so I think it was it's it's a design that my brother thought was pretty cool and, and looked interesting and unique, and then it was easy to trademark as well. Um, so we have the trademark to that, and we just figured we can make it our signature design. Um, mm -hmm. so it just stands for Win Your Moment. Um, so that's what it what it stands for means, I guess. It's just Morse code for Win Your Moment, and then we kind of made that a design that we uh, made our own. So it's really as simple as that. Um, there's no main message behind it or anything besides obviously when your moment is the verbatim message, but, uh, something that looked unique and cool to trademark and looks good on the clothes basically. Right. Right. Um, okay. So if you, um, could give advice to someone who's just like starting out with say like an apparel company, mm -hmm. what, what would be a piece of advice you'd give them? I would say, I mean, going for it is the biggest thing. Just making, taking action, doing something, um, Take, I mean, you're going to have to take a chance and you're going to, you're going to fail, um, in one way or another, it's, it's bound to happen in some respects. So learning from that, I mean, we, we came out with our first stuff and, and we were so much more efficient and effective in the way that we make it, sell it, market it, and like allocating for sizes and sales. And it, so you learn and you get better as you go. So I wouldn't, I would say don't get frustrated in the beginning. Um, and just, and make sure you learn from your mistakes. Yeah. So how did you guys market it right in the beginning? Is it so, like strictly social media? Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's because we had kind of, like I said, a little bit of a cheat code with, with some uh, big soccer names that we know that helped out in the way they could, right? It's tricky, tricky a little bit too, because they're on massive Nike Adidas contracts. Um, yeah. So that was a little kind of quick inside, um, inside track, I guess you could say to a little quicker exposure. Um, but social media was a big thing. Um, whether it be promotions in terms of like, uh, a raffle or of some sorts or getting people to share it, tag friends or a discount for this or that. Um, but our main strategy we rolled out with was creating a whole line. So five products that had some sort of affiliation, whether it was a color scheme or donating to a certain foundation. Um, so we started out with five products in line one and we were trying to, we've, we've changed it up a little bit. Now it's kind of every product's unique and we're making one at a time, but, but that was the way we rolled it out. Um, five products all in one line and we went from there. So how does that work exactly? Do you guys just like create like a, a drawing or like a design for clothing and send it to your manufacturer and they like send you a prototype or like a sample and then yep. just kind of shipping back and forth? 
Yeah, 100%. That's, that's pretty much it to a T. And that's, that's my brother's end. So I don't know all the ins and outs of it. But I mean, he sent me drawings. He's got his iPad. He, he loves draw. He draws stuff on paper, too. And it makes it pretty easy for the manufacturers to tell what they're doing. And I don't know, in the beginning, I'm sure it was tougher. Because um, now they know exactly what we're doing, what we like, the numbers, because we have numbers on everything as well, um, out of 100. So we make only 100 of everything. And okay. there's only one number 12 and that's my soccer number. So I, I get that one. <laughs> yeah, but, no, for sure. But yeah, sometimes we make special exception, uh, exceptions as well. Like when we made a hoodie that supported Jordan Morris's foundation, um, he has type one diabetes and he has a foundation that uh, donates to that cause and, and helps kids and on, on kind of getting through stuff with that. So we made all, all of his number, I believe 13s. We made a bunch of 13s for all of his fans that wanted to buy that and also donate to his foundation. So that's something we make an exception for, but, but yeah. So now that the manufacturer knows kind of what our typical products are looking like, it's a little easier for them to decipher things. Um, yeah, we send them drawings and then they come back with a prototype and, and then we go from there. Yeah. Cool. Um, kind of touching on the point you said about you guys like donating or like, like pairing up with certain causes. Mm -hmm. I think that's like a huge, huge thing with building a brand is oh, just yeah. the bigger picture and, and, and not, not being in it so much about the money, but, but looking yeah. at like the bigger picture to support others. Exactly. I mean, it's, so you, you touch all these different people in the sense that they're passionate about this and you can, you can get in and, and make them passionate about, Oh, your brand cares about this and they'll, they'll respect your brand more from that and also make a difference on their passion, whether it's type one diabetes or we've had some stuff with Salvation Army or um, the most recent thing we did was a hoodie with project wake up. It's a, suicide prevention uh nonprofit in st louis um so stuff like that i mean you can you can kind of uh bounce off of that and then all these this whole new group of people are gonna know about your brand and, and appreciate it more and then on the flip side you'll create more brand awareness but also make a difference in all these different kind of facets of uh i guess people's passions yeah it really just comes down to like building a community more exactly or less. Yeah. So that, that's also a kind of a help, a big way we've helped grow too. Um, cool. I don't know if that we were touching on that earlier a little bit, but that's been yeah. something that we enjoy doing and makes a difference too. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you've clearly been very successful with like your soccer career and then like starting this, this side business. Um, what, what motivates you to, to do this type of stuff? I think just loving, loving the game of soccer. I mean, it's, it's, I've done it since I was as long as I can remember. Um, so, so that's, the easy, I mean, I love even training, like, and, and you've, you've been able to kind of understand as a player how much you love it because it was taken away, right? For the first time ever, we couldn't even be in groups of five or 10, whatever it may be as it fluctuates over time. But, but you really kind of had an eye, eye opener on, on how much you love the game when it's, when it's taken away, right? You don't love something till it's gone, the cliche saying. Um, yeah. So for me, sure. it's all, I've just enjoyed getting up and going to training, which is, some people are like, Oh, practice today. Like I'm, when we're like, we have practice, I'm happy. I'm excited. I love it. So, so the soccer ends always been easy for me and I'm, I live, breathe, live soccer, breathe soccer, whatever. I watch it all the time. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of the, the company, it's just kind of something more productive I do as well. Cause having all this free time playing soccer, you, you want to be able to, whether in one way or another, uh, be productive, occupy your, your brain in some, to some extent. Uh, yeah, no. too. So that's been a lot easier as well. Um, just good experience too, whether it's going into a different business prof profession in the future, I can say, Oh, I've done this and that and that and learned a lot from this. And then just a lot of good connections along the way too. So, yeah, it's like you said earlier, just doing something. 
mm-hmm. makes such a big difference. And as far as like figuring out what you want to. Exactly. Exactly. Like, Learning a lot along the way. So yeah, no, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to wrap it up with two final questions that I ask all my guests. All right. So, <laughs> the first one is if you could have lunch with one person dead or alive, who would it be and why? I think right now, um, I just would go Elon Musk. He, he is a character who knows what that guy's working on in one of his companies. And, and I think just picking his brain would be very interesting. Um, Tesla's going crazy right now and, and all these things, SpaceX, all, all, I don't know. I've, I've been reading up on all this stuff he's doing. And, and there's even like tunnels, the, the boring company, I think it's called. He's, he's building tunnels for like personal cars to be their own trains under, under <laughs> cities and I just think he could, if his imagination of the future is, would be something super interesting to hear about. So He's I think crazy. that would be a, yeah, <laughs> he is a one of a kind. So I think I would say him right now, but I, I, I could change pretty quick. So, yeah. you know, he's so weird, but man, he is so interesting. Yeah. You just hear how he thinks and the stuff he says. Yeah. And I, I haven't even seen like stuff about, I don't even know, like implants and brains. I, I don't even know. It just would be some, some crazy stuff. So I think that would be something I'd be, uh, definitely entertained with <laughs> yeah for sure and he actually props to him for actually doing something too like he he doesn't have all these ideas and just lets them sit he actually takes action yeah he's he's, he's doing stuff i don't even know what half of it is but he is doing a lot so. <laughs> all right uh so last one if you go back in time and give a younger version of yourself a piece of advice what would it be um i would say kind of I mean, I'm thinking back to my college self a little bit here, but, but focusing on what you can control and just excelling at that. Um, Cause there's so many external factors that, that you're going to be looking at and saying, Oh, this is happening because of this, or this is happening because of this. But kind of like I was mentioning earlier, like if you put yourself in the position to be the best version of yourself, you can be, then, then you're going to, you're going to get to where you need to be, or you're going to get in the right direction towards that. So I think not worrying too much about other, other things that aren't affecting you and just focusing on your craft. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, this specific example of soccer is a great one. Um, just whether it's be like, Oh, what's the coach thinking about this lineup or is he going to do this? And the main focus every day should just be make sure that you have a great day in training or at work, whatever it may be. Um, so I think just focusing on what you can control and, mm-hmm. and trying your best to control that instead of what you can't control. Yeah, no, I definitely, definitely agree with that. All right, man. So if, if people wanted to connect with you on like social media or um, with your brand online, where would they look? Yeah. So uh, at when your moment is pretty easy one there, just Instagram, Twitter, um, Instagram is definitely our main account, but uh, so yeah, at when your moment's pretty simple for that one. And then at Austin underscore Poncho is uh, pretty much all my personal handles. So awesome. those would be the two to look at. Cool. Yeah, I can definitely vouch for him. I've, I've checked out the website and you guys got some, some slick, uh, some slick clothing. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Winyourmoment.com. So it's all pretty straightforward on that front too. Um, but yeah, check out, check out the products, see if you like anything and I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on.